0: and welcome to the To Mom podcast. My name is Valerie Probstfeld. Please join me as we encourage mothers to live their verb while also practicing self-grace. The goal of this podcast is to promote love as an action and live life more authentically. Just think about it. In five generations from now, you will have approximately 30 descendants, and the number keeps getting larger and larger. We have more power as moms than we realize. Motherhood, in my opinion, is the most important job in the world. I'm so excited to have my guest here with me, Christine Zifra. Christine is a pregnancy and postpartum coach as well as host of Mama Project Podcast, which that podcast, Christine, discusses all things pregnancy, postpartum, parenting, and beyond. Christine is a mom to an adorable baby girl former gym owner, and lifelong athlete. Welcome, Christine. I'm thrilled you're here.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes, thank you for being on the show. Now, Christine, what inspired you to become a pregnancy and postpartum coach?
1: So I started my fitness career at a big box gym about 13 years ago. And back then, you know, I was 21 years old. So I'm like fresh out of college, just starting my career in personal training. And I had a lot of clients in their like late forties, early fifties. So like kids were older and we'd be doing something like treadmill runs or jump rope, and they'd all be beelining it to the bathroom. And I was like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, you'll, you'll understand one day when you have babies. And I was like, <laughs> well, I don't know if that's okay. So <laughs> I was 21 and I obviously, you know, was very far away from having babies myself, but it really made me start to look into things in mm-hmm. terms of pelvic health, pregnancy, postpartum. And back then I didn't find a lot. So that was 2010. And I had had my fair share of pregnancy and postpartum clients while I was at this big box gym and just, you know, just kind of went off intuition, just played it very safe. You know, nobody was talking about diastasis recti back then or anything like Mm -hmm. that. And then fast forward to 2016, I opened my own gym and then found a training certification specific in pre and postnatal Decided to take that. And that was a great certification, but it was very, it kind of was a little bit more surface level when it comes to pregnancy and postpartum. Mm -hmm. And I just knew that I was going to have clients getting pregnant, coming back postpartum. And so I really wanted to make sure I was educated to help navigate that season with them. Um, and luckily for, you know, for them and for me, nobody really had significant issues. Like I never really dealt with clients who had a severe diastasis or prolapse or leaking. Like they all kind of like returned to normal activity and things like that. So fast forward to 2020, you know, COVID and everything happened, but I, I found Brianna Battles for the first time. She is the creator of the pregnancy and postpartum athleticism certification. And so I was like, well, how is this different from what I know? And I, and, you know, took her webinar and then quickly decided that this was something I really wanted for myself because I was very, very active, like lifting and running triathlon. So I was like, okay, this is geared towards me for sure. And I know I'm going to learn things that'll help. My clients. So I really dove into that certification. Mm-hmm. and like, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how different of a experience that was, just from a educational perspective. And I actually just got back from Boise, Idaho to do an in-person seminar with her and oh, other nice. and other coaches. And it's just it helped me so much in my journey because so I've had a rough postpartum, which I know we're gonna talk about. But yeah, honestly, that was kind of the, that was the evolution of it really from working in a big wax gym to then owning my own gym. And now I sold my gym about a year ago so that I can really focus and hone in on working with this specific population because mm-hmm. after going through it myself, it's just like, it is so needed.
0: <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about your postpartum journey, how that was and some yeah, sure. About
1: so, so my pregnancy was great. I had a phenomenal pregnancy, kept training throughout the entire thing. Um, I swam, I lifted weights, I did all the things I knew how to adjust, and yet I still knew that didn't mean I was gonna have the birth I wanted, which I did mm-hmm. not. So, and and Brianna's certification really prepared me for that mentally, like. I had thought prior, like, oh, I'm fit. Like, I'm going to breeze through birth. <laughs> well, that yeah. doesn't really, yeah. it's not a correlation doesn't cause, doesn't mean causation, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I had a brutal birth, very long labor, Um, did have a vaginal birth, but the way that my daughter was positioned when she came out caused very severe pelvic floor damage, a lot of tearing, severe tearing. Um, mm-hmm. My my OB said she spent more time fixing me than she does her C-sections. Wow. Um, she was literally down there repairing everything for like two hours after I gave birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't, I had no idea what was happening because I was just so in love with my baby. Like, oh my God, yeah. look what I just did. Mm-hmm. And then after some time, I looked down there and, you know, there's blood everywhere and like rags and nurses going crazy and tubes and I'm like, am I okay? Like what's going on? And yeah, she was like, honey, you might need some pelvic floor physical therapy. So yeah, I'm like, no shit. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if I can swear on this, <laughs> oh, <it's> but, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I had nothing to compare postpartum to because mm-hmm. I had never gone through it before, but I, I'm not kidding when I like could knock it off the couch for like at least four weeks, like I mm-hmm. I was in so much pain.
0: Yeah. Um
1: I I did deal with a scare at home also, uh, three weeks postpartum, I had a hemorrhage scare at home and um, had to go to the emergency room. So I had retained placenta. So there was there was fragments of my placenta left in my uterus, so I had to have an emergency DNC. I had to have a blood transfusion because I lost so much blood. Um, Mm -hmm. so that was very traumatic. Um, Uh and I, I've recovered from that physically, but like emotionally, it's still a little tender because that Mm -hmm. was just really just scary for me. Um, and leaving my baby so abruptly when she hadn't taken a bottle yet, I was still exclusively nursing her and I was just so worried she wasn't going to take a bottle and it was just. Thank God I had a lot of milk in the fridge and all that stuff. So yeah, that was just traumatic. So Yeah. Um at my six week appointment, my OB, I was not cleared. I was still healing. So okay. I I had a cervical tear, a perineal tear, which are pretty common, but and uh the cervical tear, which was like internal, was not healed yet. So she still really wanted me to take it easy. And up until this point, I had you know, utilized my certification to kind of start healing myself at home. So I just did a lot of like breath work exercises, kind of connecting, reconnecting my core and pelvic floor, just very gentle, like kind of like rehabilitative exercises up until that six week mark. And then at six weeks, you know, I was still, I wasn't cleared, But I kind of knew there were still things that I could do to like even accelerate my healing more. So that's what I continued to do at home. Um, Mm -hmm. And then 12 weeks came and she was like, oh my gosh, like, what did you do? Like, you look so healed. And I was just like, well, this is what I do. (laughs) So yeah, I healed myself at home, but I had still... I had still felt heaviness down there. So I pretty much diagnosed in my head that I had prolapse because that's what I knew it felt like. Mm -hmm. And um, she didn't diagnose it, unfortunately. She did say, you know, that everything looked okay, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't. Um, But did you know this? I didn't know this. Did you know that about 80 to 90% of women after they have a vaginal birth, they have a prolapse? I didn't know um, they that. Just, they just have a grade one, which is technically asymptomatic. So mine was kind of like on a cusp grade two, grade one. Okay. Um, it can you can never go back to zero. Like once you have it, like you have it. It's just whether or not you're you have symptoms, like and and prolapse symptoms, you know, they range, but it's like a heaviness feeling down there, almost like a tampon is falling out. Um, mm-hmm. like an air bubbly feeling. That's kind of like what I'm dealing with right now. So, so it really is like learning how to manage pressure and tension and having good bathroom habits and all of that. So Mm -hmm. prolapse has really thrown a wrench in my return to fitness as like a high level athlete, like someone who likes to like run and jump and lift heavy. Um, So that has been really hard physically, mentally, emotionally, all of those things. But I'm just like, I've just taken it one day at a time. Yeah. Controlling what I can and kind of surrendering to the rest. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's what's, and that's so, I agree where it's like you can only, control as much as you can and taking it one day at a time, like you said. I mean, and that is so scary, like the DNC and the retained placenta. I actually had that with my second, um, but it was not an emergency. And I remember like all the planning that I had to do beforehand because I was kind of like, I don't know, like I remember like the the postpartum bleeding had stopped, but then it came back, and I had to keep like calling, asking them, okay, what's going on, and all of that. So we scheduled it, but I remember like being so concerned about my baby because with the bottle and all of that, like, okay, do I have enough milk? Do I all of that? So if it mm-hmm. was an emergency, that's even more so. Yeah, I feel like just like, oh my gosh, it like, so what do absurd. I do? It was, yeah,
1: it was just very abrupt and like.
0: Obviously was
1: like I needed to take care of me in that moment. But like mm-hmm. of course you're thinking like, Oh my god, my baby. And you know, mm-hmm. like I said before, like we are living with my parents right now. So like luckily we could just leave her home. And my mom was yeah. like, I got the baby, you go with Matt, you know, mm-hmm. my husband. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just like, Oh my god, I hope she takes a bottle. <laughs> like, oh yeah. god. Um, yeah. It's so
0: scary because we don't, it, it's sometimes hard to remember to take care of ourselves. Like it really yeah. is. And, yeah. um, and then when you do have an emergency like that, it's like, well, I guess, you know, I just have to give that control to someone else at this point right. in time.
1: Right. Can you tell us some more about your podcast? So, um, the podcast started in this past April. And I'd always wanted to start a podcast. Like, I've been thinking about it for years. I just never knew, like, what I wanted to talk about and the name. Yeah. I so hung up on all of that. And I think after going through everything I went through with, you know, the hemorrhaging and the, um you know, prolapse and just, like, my overall experience with, like, you know, weight loss, postpartum, like, all of that, okay. I was just like, I have so much to say and like Instagram reels just like, isn't enough, you know? So I was like, I need to start a podcast because I just needed a. honestly, it's been therapeutic for me. Um, so like, so like whether or not I help other moms, like ultimately, of course, that's my goal, but like, it's been very good for me just to talk about my you know issues and have other moms on and talk about their stories like that's yeah. been so I, I aim to do one interview a month and then one solo episode like with just me mm-hmm. um, and I really like that and it's sustainable for me right now with a nine and a half month old Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah so mama project is it's evolving as I evolve and it's right now both in person and online, you know, working with moms Mm -hmm. in whatever capacity works best for them. You know, I think COVID showed me that like business has to be a little adaptable and that, you know, especially moms go through all these crazy seasons, right? So like working out at a gym at a specific time may not always work for a mom who's like around her baby schedule, But Mm -hmm. working with a coach who can give them, you know, guidance and structure that they could just do on their own time, that'll work for a mom. So the MAMA acronym stands for the M is mindset. The A is activity. The other M is metabolism. So talking about like the importance of nutrition. And Mm -hmm. then the A is advocate. So which is just your support system. So that's me. That's, you know, your spouse, your friends, your family, like whoever, your, I mean yourself, like being an advocate for for yourself, for your baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of those components are involved when when I work with my moms because they're all important. Absolutely. And I think mindset is first because I really think that's first because I think your your mind is everything, and that's what's helped me I think the most in my like recovery journey. I've been injured before, but Mm -hmm. this is different because it's, you know, my pelvic floor, but still the principles of healing from something are the same. And you just have to, you have to keep your mind right because you could get stuck in like depression mode when you're injured and when you Mm -hmm. can't do things. Um, it's, and I think it's important for moms to know that it's always changing. It's always evolving. It's always shifting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and like, like we talked about, like your kids are, you know, you said three, five and seven. Mm-hmm. So you're in like a different phase of motherhood, right? Like yeah. it's, it's not like, it's not challenging. It's just different. And it's always going to be different and evolving. And I think that that's what's so like great about it and what's hard about it.
0: Absolutely. It it really is. And I think that, you know, it's it all of these seasons, it's, Just I know you had mentioned on one of your social media posts about like there's first but also last and kind of working through that and having a mindset of let me make sure that I am taking care of myself living in the moment. So I am experiencing this, but also giving myself enough grace to say, you know, not every day is going to be perfect either. It's like this, there's so much that I feel like we put on ourselves as moms of like, trying to be there for our kids and for our bodies and for, for everything. And I like how you said, like mindset really is like, that is what is first a lot of the times, because when you change the way you look at things, the, the things you look at change And, um, now tell me, Christine, you have a class. I know you have a class coming up. Like, tell me, what's more about like how you work with moms and, and and what y'all do together.
1: So in person, I do like kind of a mommy and me class. I call it mm-hmm. dumbbells and diapers. So moms can bring you know their babies. If they have older ones, they can bring them. I just want to have a supportive environment for moms. I did a session over the summer and it was great. I had three moms and, you know, one, one had a crying baby. She took a little break to nurse, you know, nurse her. And, you know, one Mm -hmm. of the moms was dealing with some leaking issues and one of the moms had some pelvic pain and one of the moms had a diastasis. So it was like, I mean, everybody's got something. And I just feel like moms are, moms need moms and that support. And like, I was holding a baby at all times, whether if it was mine or someone else's. And And it was good for them to just like, you know, get out of the house, like do something for themselves, even though like their babies were with them. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I mean, not always, right? Sometimes they would leave the baby with their significant other or whatnot, but you know, and I'm, I'm trying to encourage moms that like fitness doesn't always have to be just a mode to like change the way your body like looks. And I think you know, our, our moms, like you and I, like our mom's generation was raised that like exercise was to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that that's the case. And I definitely don't think that our generation is working out for that sole purpose. I know I don't Mm -hmm. like, I know I work out for so many reasons. It's not just to like, look good naked. (laughs) Like, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I want to feel good mentally. It gives me energy and just makes me feel strong. Like I like feeling strong and capable and like, let's face it, like motherhood in itself is a workout. Like you're picking up babies, you're picking up car seats, you're schlepping them to and from, you're throwing a kid over your shoulder. Like just being a mom in general is like, an should be like an Olympic sport, you know? Yeah, I agree. And yet, and yet moms are like, well, I'm not an athlete. Like I don't do races like you or I don't do that. It's like, no, like you are, you are an athlete. Like you don't, you know, <laughs> like, so. Yes. Um, yeah. So I just want to encourage moms and whether that's, you know, with my in-person class or with my online formats, because I do have programs online as well. Uh, I work with people one-on-one, like if they have specific issues or I just have like kind of pre-built programs for pregnancy, postpartum, you know, beyond Mm -hmm. postpartum. And I just really enjoy just helping moms in all different capacities. I just don't think that there's enough support out there for the mothers. There's so much, and don't get me wrong, I don't want to sound like, you know, a martyr for saying this, like we all get so concerned about the baby. And of course the baby is important. We do the baby Mm -hmm. shower and we buy all the baby things and we do that. But like nobody really prepares or supports the mother enough. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: I was very lucky. I had a lot of support postpartum with my parents and my in-laws and my husband. Not all women have that. Like they'll have their husbands for maybe like a week and then that's it. So I just really feel like postpartum care needs to come a lot further in this country in terms of like returning to work postpartum and just having postpartum care come to the house, like a postpartum doula or something. It's just, it's just so necessary, especially the first, you know, those first like four to six weeks are tough, you know, especially if you're trying to nurse, nursing's tough. Like, I mean, and even if it's going well. And it went really well for me. Like I mm-hmm. didn't have an issue with supply. She latched great. It was still hard. Yeah. Um. Yes. So, and I can imagine if you're having issues with other things,
0: mm-hmm. how hard it would be. Yes. It. It really, there's so much that I feel like, and I talk about this and write about this sometimes, as far as we lose our identity a little bit. Like I know when I became a mom, my I first went to the NICU, um, but even like, so in the NICU, but even in the postpartum unit, no one called me by my name. It was always, it was mom. Like, well, how are you doing mom? Like, you know, like, what do you need mom? Or mom, you need to do this. Um, which is fine. Like it's a beautiful name. I love having the name mom, but at the same time, I'm also Valerie and Valerie also needs to have her cup full. Christine also ha- needs to have her cup full in order to be mom as well. And that's kind of like just a big part of what motivated me to, you know, start all of this cuz it's like gosh, we really do need to support each other and we n- need more resources out there. So I'm so glad that you're doing these things for moms and helping other moms and we need to keep doing this um, to just make sure that you know,
1: we, we are filling our cups up, however that may be. So that's so funny that you said that about losing your identity, because Mm -hmm. I felt, I felt all of those things postpartum, like, I, I know everybody has a different experience, but mine was like, so intense, like with her, like, I mean, mm-hmm. I felt like so deeply connected to her. I was like sad when she was born that like she wasn't in my belly anymore. I like grieved yes. her not being there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, now I have to share her, you know? Yep. And mm-hmm. I think leaving her at three weeks was a little, was traumatic for me too. Like so abruptly when like my health was like, yeah. you know, like scary. scary. Um, mm-hmm. But I was like, so career driven before being a mom. So like, you know, making money and this and fitness and you know, this, and I was like, now I'm a mom. Like, Mm -hmm. am I still all those other things? And I was like, I can't be the only one who like, feels like they don't even know who they are anymore. Like Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. happened to me? And I actually found a woman who is in Australia and I'm I'm just wrapping this up actually because it's been like a six month process. But she um she had a certification called the Seasons of Matrescence, okay. and I don't know if you've ever heard of that word, Matrescence. Uh, you know,
0: I think I've seen it once written. Okay, ad, okay. but I would not have so, pronounced it
1: that way. It okay, <laughs> so I had never heard of it before. Yeah, and yeah. it's actually it was actually coined in the 70s. I forget who okay. the name. I forget the name of the lady, but. You know, matrescence is like you know how adolescence is when you become an adult. Yeah, well, matrescence is like when you become a mother.
0: Okay, and,
1: and yeah. it's and it's all about like like we're constantly becoming a mother because when yes. we go through these experiences as a mother, every experience is new because we've never you know we've never gone through it before. So like when you have a baby for the first time you're going through everything mm-hmm. for the first time. And then when you have a second, it's like, well, yeah, I did this before, but you've never had two babies before. So mm-hmm. now you're going through that. So it's like, I was like, Oh my gosh. And I've loved it. I've just like, yeah. and honestly, like this is going to be an aspect of mama project. I'm just kind of figuring out like where it belongs and how I integrate it into what I'm doing already. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, had talked to friends and talked to mentors and I was just like, I don't know. I feel like what I feel like what I'm supposed to be doing with helping moms is so beyond fitness and nutrition. Yes, I don't know. I'm like, I don't exactly know what it is yet, but like, honestly, I think it's matrescence. I think it's talking to moms about just mothering. Right. And, and and supporting that because there's just not enough mm-hmm. of it. And, That's
0: you know, beautiful. I talk,
1: and I talked to you about this and I'm just like, my husband would never get it. Like you can't, yeah. <laughs> it's so different, right? Like, it's just like, they just will never understand because it's just like, oh, yeah, it's just, you can't like, we're just completely different in terms of, you know, carrying that child, like in the connection and the, you know mm. grief that you feel and the happiness at the same time it's like you feel all of the opposite emotions at the same time and it's yes. like so hard to like explain and wrap your head around but yeah. I I know that I know that a lot of moms are going to relate to what I've learned in this certification so this that's, is just yeah it's going to be something that is coming so i'm excited severe. about it
0: Yeah, that's very exciting. I mean, I I love that. I wouldn't have thought like I haven't comparing adolescence to matrescence. Like that's beautiful. It reminds me of like a plant growing or a tree growing and like the seasons and how, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes there's leaves on the tree and they're green and they're full of life and there's sunlight and all, but then there's other days that aren't you know, like that. And, but it's also helpful to have times of rest, like in the winter time, or, you know, it just, and it's a season of growth and you just keep growing. And that's, yeah, I love it. That's great. I've,
1: I've loved it too. I've loved, um, I've loved her talking about just like the seasons of motherhood and just the seasons of life and how it Mm -hmm. relates to, you know, the seasons of, you know, fall, winter, spring, summer, yeah. and that, you know, sometimes we're in a spring and sometimes we're in a winter and it's not just like correlating. It, it could, we could be in a winter for like a year, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's like, mm-hmm. like if you deal with like a pregnancy loss or infertility struggles or something, you know, that could be, that could be a winter like for, you know, four months, five months, six months. So it's really about meeting moms where they're at and just supporting them, in their journey, like wherever they are in motherhood, because it evolves and grows as we like evolve and grow also. So.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I really do feel like our, yeah. And I'm learning, it's just funny. That reminds me, like when you said my husband, like our husbands and ourselves or spouse or whatever they 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 just don't they don't get it like when my when I every year now when I send my kids to school it's like I have this emotional moment the night before school I'm going through all the pictures of like the baby pictures and just like oh my gosh how do they how do they grow so fast and then like I remember when I this past year I go up to my husband he's like what is wrong like what happened I'm like she's going to second grade <laughs> he was just like okay like just kind of like so that's good like it just they don't get it <laughs> and yeah. it really is like just such a beautiful it's a, the most important job in the world now Christine, I wanted to ask you because I think a lot of moms like struggle with this. I know I have struggled as well and still do from time to time. How do I fit in exercise into my schedule? Like I try some some months, some seasons are better than others. Like, what would you recommend for us moms?
1: I actually have an episode all about this, (laughs) but um, yeah, it's called "Fitting Fitness into Mom Life." So you can look that up if you're listening to this episode and. So I I talk about a lot of different strategies on that episode, but I just think like you have to be realistic with your time, your schedule, and your expectations. I I think society does a really good job about making moms feel bad that we're not doing enough in all capacities, right? It's like we're not working enough or we're not with our kids enough and we're not spending enough time exercising and we're not thin enough and we're not this enough. And then and, and it's just like, no, like we are enough, like in all capacities. And I just think moms need to know that if they want to make their, their health, their health and their selves a priority, like one day a week, two days a week is better than none. Like it doesn't have to be this like all or nothing thing, because like you said, in a shift and change, like as you get older and more independent, and they go to school. It's like okay, now I have some time back. Like I can, instead of working out twice a week, I can work out three times a week. You know, and and I think that a good strategy is always to have some stuff at home. I think that I'm always going to have some sort of a home gym, and. You know, I want my daughter and, you know, future children to see that I'm making myself a priority and I'm exercising and include them. Like when they become a certain age, you know, get them some small dumbbells or get them, you know, like their own little ball to do and like say, oh, okay, you want to work out with mommy, even if it's like 20 minutes, just like, you know, have them work out alongside you, you know, that that's good for them. Like, it's so good for them to see, like whether it's boys or girls, it's so good for them to see. Exercise is like a positive thing, and not like, you know, not like a uh, punishment for something that you ate. <laughs> it's just like, this is what I do, you know. I move my body because it's healthy for me, and I have to be strong so I can chase after you, sort of thing. So I mean, as she grows and you know my life situation and my home situation changes, I always plan on having. You know, an at home situation. And maybe you and your husband trade off and you wake up early these mornings or he wakes up early those mornings if your kids sleep until a decent time in the morning (laughs) or whatnot. Yeah. I just think like if it's important to you, like you're going to find a way and it doesn't have to be every day and it doesn't have to be perfect, but it just has to exist in some capacity because if you, if you put it off for years and years and years, like it's just going to be hard when you get back into it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. And it it is. I agree.
0: Like it, it's so hard. I feel like to, it's, it's interesting because I think it's sometimes the starting is the hardest. So like once I'm doing it, I'm fine, but it's like so hard to motivate myself sometimes, but trying to figure out what motivates me. I know like with there's a book called Atomic Habits that like Mm -hmm. I found helpful with that where it's like, okay, well, maybe if I write it out in my calendar and I cross off cuz I like just love to cross things off that helps mm-hmm. me or maybe driving around with the stroller in my car so then when I am motivated enough to do it I'll do that but every time I do do it I am so glad I did where I feel like my brain takes a bath and new blood like yeah. you were saying like yeah. not just for weight loss or whatever that you know it's right. for your mental well-being it's for giving that example. And I love that because it is, it, it's not, it shouldn't be a chore. It should be fun. I mean, or like it's time for yourself, taking that time for yourself. Um, you said it's fitting fitness into mom life, mom right? Life. Yep. Okay, yep. great. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah, that is so, I'm trying to think of some other things that I've done. Like I, last year I was so proud of myself because I, I didn't really take the time to make a routine um, with my first two, but with my third, I'm like, you know what? I am going to try to really do more running. So I spent a couple of months, like, just whenever I could, like, I was even like, run in our upstairs floor inside when I had to. I'm like, let me just do that. I like so, but anyway, I was training for a half marathon in Sedona, and I signed up for Sedona because I'm like, I know I want to go there, so I'm gonna. <laughs> that that's sounds gonna like a good me. motivation.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I know right. and we all can't do that some, from time to time. Like I was able to, my kids were older where I'm like, okay, I can, I know I can plan this trip now. Like, so let me do that. But so now let me back up a couple of months and figure out how to do it. So I mean, yeah. everyone's so different with what motivates yeah. you, but.
1: I also think like my perception of motivation has changed because you're not always going to be motivated. You're just not. Like, yeah. You have to be disciplined. And that's what's gonna get you. I like that. You know what I'm saying? So like Yeah. So like because I'm not motivated sometimes. Like I'm just Mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't want to do this today. And I'm just like, you know what? That's when you're then that's when you just have to like barter with yourself and just be like, you know what, just do 10 minutes because you can do 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then once you're in it, you're like, all right, now I'm already in it. I'm already sweating or I'm already this. So like I can go 10 more minutes. So it's just like, honestly, like you just said, you just have to start like Mm -hmm. Because cause motivation is a feeling, you know, and our feelings are fleeting all the time, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're happy. We're sad. We're tired. We're crabby. We're moody. We have our periods. We don't feel good. So yeah, yeah. like motivation comes and goes. You can't count on motivation. You have to count on like, this is just what I do. And even if it's like two days a week, I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a commitment to myself. Like, just like we make a commitment to our kids to like be there for our kids. Mm-hmm. You should be making that same commitment to yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, like you have to fill your cup so that you can be there for them. Like a happy mom and a happy wife, like banks, a happy family. A hundred percent, and I feel like every
0: time I do work out, uh, like I, I'm glad I did. Like I feel more energized. I feel like literally, I I really do feel like it's new. And I think that is actually a like there is new blood going, or mm-hmm. like the vessels vasodilate or something, or get larger in your brain, and not only to your muscles. So it, it is like I just have more energy. Oh, yeah. And you have done so much with fitness. Just with your identity, you've done like triathlons, marathons. Like what? What are your favorite ones that you've done, and what are your next fitness goals?
1: So my favorite race was probably my first. This is hard. This is hard, but it's probably my first full Ironman, which okay. was in two thousand fifteen. Um, my husband and I, who was my boyfriend at the time, we did it together. And, you know, it's just like, I don't know, whenever you do something for the first time, like you question, like, oh, my God, can I do this? And how am I going to do this? And it's just like, you know, like when you have your first baby, you're like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to am I going to be a good mom? Am I going to this? Am I going to that? You just like all these like questions. Right. But then you just like do it. And it's like you feel like you can do anything, So I just, I really, that first Ironman was just like really special and it kind of became the catalyst to why I started my first business, why I started the gym. You know, I felt so like on top of the world after that Ironman, I was like, Oh, if I can do an Ironman, I can start a business. It just like gave me permission to like do other hard things in life, I guess, because I'm like, Oh, well I succeeded at this. Like I'm going to succeed at the next thing. And I think I think that's important just of life, like in starting a business or starting a family or whatever it is you want to do in life. I feel like people doing, doing it and like showing you is like just giving you permission to try and to do it. And even if you like, they're still going to be like learning if you fail. And it's funny, I'm like telling myself that I'm like saying this out loud and I know these things, but yet I still am like, you know like, who am I to do this? Who am I to do that, right? Like imposter syndrome, right? Everybody Mm -hmm. talks about that. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, even if you don't succeed, right? Like if you fail, there's still, there's no failure because like you're going to either like win or you're going to learn and it's just going to be like, that's the next step in what you're kind of meant to do. And I think that's fitness too, right? Because you're going to have shitty training days. You're not always going to see results. You're going to have months where, Life happens, right? Where work is busier, or maybe you have a death in the family or something, and and it's just like it's gonna knock you down for a week or two weeks or a month or two months. But it's like you just keep going, you know? You just keep going and you just keep pushing through. And I think Iron Man is like that because it's so many miles. It's 140 miles, and it's like I just got to keep going. I just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And I think that's just like. A metaphor for life like you just have to keep going like you're gonna have setbacks you're gonna have things happen but like you just have to keep getting up and and putting one foot in front of the other and just keep trying I love that
0: I'm gonna have to remember that like when I'm not motivated <laughs> I'm like okay what yeah. did Christine say because yeah. it's perfect. just show
1: up you know just show up no matter what that means in in business if that's you know doing this podcast right or You know, just showing up for your kids at their events or just, you know, to put them to bed and, you know, just showing up is just, just showing up to the gym, even if it's like, okay, I'm just going to do 10 minutes today because I just showed up and I'm here. Mm -hmm. You showed up and like, that's what's important. It's the consistency that matters. Yes. In the long run with, with anything.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to remember that. Just show up. Just, just showing up. Like it really that's yep christine i'm like writing writing this down it has gotta be that simple need to put that like in the mirror like put a little like no um now christine um you had mentioned so you do in-person classes online Mm -hmm. formats how can our listeners find you and um where how can they sign up for these things learn more about you listen to your podcast and find out more about mama project
1: yeah so they can look me up on instagram i'm at christine.adele.fit. They can um, so find all my information there. If you're not on social media you can email me. I'm Christine at mama com, and then pop my podcast you can look up on either like Apple Apple you know podcasts or Spotify It's Mama Project podcast.
0: Awesome. Yeah, and I'll put all of that information in the show notes so our listeners can access that. And Christine, this it was an absolute pleasure to speak with you today. I really enjoyed everything. I'm like seriously going to like write down all these little Christine mm-hmm. motivation cards
1: now. <laughs> I love it.
0: Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you so you much. So for much. Me. Thank you.